0: everyone, are you ready to learn and grow as a learning designer? In these episodes we talk about raw and real issues that are happening here at our learning design studios so that you as a learning designer can learn from us and improve your craft. If you are a learning designer and you want to improve at what you do, I highly recommend that you subscribe to our channel. We are constantly putting out videos with um, e-learning inspiration, ideas for how you can design better learning solutions. And we have a range of guests that come on as well. So hit subscribe. And also check out our Creator Hub because there are so many resources on there that will add value to you, including free resources. So you can check out the Creator Hub in the description below. Let's get into the episode.
1: Victoria, you can ask your question. My question is for Hannah. Um, So a couple of weeks ago you went and saw Jay Shetty. He was doing like, I don't know, one of his shows. I don't know what they're actually called. Uh, (laughs) But I want to know what like your key takeaways were. It can be about any part of it because I know I think he covered like a few different topics. Um, Mm. But, yeah, what were your key takeaways and what do you think – like from your takeaways, what did he do or how did he say things that made you think like, love that, I'm going to take action on it as opposed to just being like, oh, that was a great show. I'm going to get back to my life. Yeah. Good question, Vic. What well, about? Um, I think the main,
0: so one of the key things that stood out for me was taking the time to pause and like not having an agenda, but just like sitting in the silence and like reflecting on life and what's like going on inside of you and like what you're feeling or like whatever pops up. Because he said like a lot of us have things that we're, that might be like in our unconscious or things that we're not actually tapping into or resolving that's impacting our day-to-day life. So he said to do it like go into like a quiet room with like as least amount of sound as possible and just sit with yourself for like, say like 20 minutes, half an hour. It seems like a long time, but just like sit there and see what comes up. And then when you come out, like you can journal and like figure out what is actually going on inside your mind because you've had like that quiet time to like really reflect. Um, And he did like a meditation with us where we could like do that. And a few things like came up for me where I was like, I do actually need to like do something about that and resolve it. Um, So I've taken like steps to work towards resolving that thing. But I think if I hadn't had had that quiet time, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I guess like just take the time to like reflect.
1: Yeah. Um, With that, like does the meditation tell you what, like does it guide you on like what to think about?
2: Because I I'm like, yeah. I could sit in a room
1: for 20 minutes and I could just be like daydreaming about <laughs> some situation or like go off on a tangent and then be like, I didn't reflect on anything in my life. I was just like thinking about random shit.
0: <laughs> um, so he says to do it in silence. So there's like one part of it, which is like the silent part. And that's where things come up. And then you can also do like a meditation version, which he just did for us, like for the audience to like understand how it works and like things that might come up so I guess like you could try the silent one and see what comes up for you if not like you might be able to find a meditation or something online that can also give you like similar results so it probably depends on like experimenting and seeing what works for you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah um what
0: else a lot of it was like about love and dating (laughs) um yeah so there was like I guess there was a part where it's about people like build rapport for each other really quickly when they ask each other certain questions and if you so the questions were like one of them was what's your biggest regret for example um what do you wish you had done but you haven't done and he got like two people up on stage and like got them to answer the questions for each other. And then like science has shown, cause it's like an experiment was done on it that you are very likely to feel like connected slash attracted to that person when you share that information with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's around like the sort of like questions you can ask when you meet new people, if you want to get closer to them. So there was like a range of questions. I don't have like the exact list, but he said, if you mm. ask people that, you build rapport with them yeah um
1: could we try that on clients do you think <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there's an element as well where it's like you have to be in the right situation like if you're yeah. like a business ask like what you be is- i don't know if everyone would be but yeah, yeah if, if you're in the right situation then it feels right you can definitely do it um I think the other thing like I noticed about him was just like we've spoken about it before but like being authentic like the power of authenticity because he was like so unapologetically him like he even made like some like inappropriate comments and things like that where I was like oh my gosh like I didn't think he'd ever say that because he seems like so flawless on YouTube and online But, like, he said things and he was just, like, so comfortable with it and knew, like, he had good intentions behind everything he was doing. So, like, it came across in a good way. So that was cool. Do you reckon that
1: means
0: he's not authentic online or? I don't know if it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he just missed some of, like, his real moments online. We all said it, but, like, he just has, like, this witty, like, joking way about him that we we haven't seen online. So I don't know if it was just, like, when people interview him, he doesn't have the opportunity to, like, let that out or whatever. I'm not sure. Mm. But, yeah, that was interesting. Um, oh, the, another part, actually. was a while ago, so I'm just trying to remember. This was cool. He was, like, if you have regrets, like take action and do something about it. So like he went around to people in the crowd and asked them like, what's something that you're like not happy about in your life or something you don't feel comfortable about like with a certain situation in your life. So for example, like there was a woman in the crowd who spoke about like, she doesn't talk to her brother and she like really loves him but she's like never told him that she loves him because they had like a fallout and like they're not in a good place at the moment. And Jay was like, call it, call him right now and tell him that you love him. And she's like, "Oh well, no, I can't do that. And he's like, you have nothing to lose. Like, if you don't have any form of relationship, like you live one life, like just do it. And it was really interesting because she called her dad because she didn't have his number. And the dad's like, oh, I don't know if that's like a good idea. Like, I'll have to ask him whether he can have your number. Like, there was so much like complexity behind it. But Jay was just like, you've taken the first step and you're doing everything in your control to like have no regrets in that situation. So that was really cool. And she was like really upset and whatever. There was another guy who like had a bad relationship with his mum and he like doesn't talk to her. He had a really horrible like childhood. And he expressed, cause Jay's like, what's actually going on in your heart? Like how do you actually feel about the situation without any judgment or caring what other people think? And he was like, I still like love her and I want the relationship with her and I'm like willing to forgive, but like, I don't know how to do that with her. Like we don't talk. And so that was another one where he's like, you reach out and like you be the one to take that step. And it was all about like sharing love and making sure like you're doing everything you can to like create love in the world and make sure like you're living life to the full and you don't have any regrets. Mm -hmm. So that was. Um... I think they're the main things I can remember because it has been a little while.
1: (laughs) It was very cool. I was more like fangirling at him on stage. (laughs) I feel like that is cool, especially the regrets thing, because it is so easy to like make up stories and like make up excuses. But it's like if you really want something, like have you actually done everything you could have done or are you getting stuck like, yeah, coming up with these things in your head of like, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. Yeah. When, like, yeah, you might literally have nothing to lose. So, like, you can't make it any worse. Yes. Yeah. I I feel like, Kim, you've talked about that before, like saying, like, if I died, would I have any regrets? And, like, I'm assuming you apply somewhat of the same thought process to that. Like,
2: (laughs) yeah, definitely. With, like, talking to people, like, oh, I haven't spoken to that person in a while. Like, if I died today, would I have regrets or if they died Mm -hmm. or something like that? And I had an insight on that recently as well, like flying, because I used to be afraid of flying. And I got on the plane and I was just so peaceful. And I was like, I have no issues with flying now. And I was like, what the hell? And um, I was like, it's because I have no regrets. Like if anything happens, I'm just like, I'm all good. Like I've done what I need to do. I've said what I need to do. Like it's, yeah, it was like so peaceful. So I was like, whoa, that's amazing feedback for how I'm living my life that I have absolutely no regrets
1: yeah that's really yeah, I like that's it, a it's always been that. a
2: strong motivator for me definitely sorry Vic to yeah. speak over you there oh, no, no.
1: You're right. um it, like even just with what you said about like oh if I haven't reached out to someone in a while because I feel like that with people but then it I'm like I might be like oh well they haven't they didn't reach out to me either so like we're all good there's no like yeah bad feelings We both obviously just been like busy or something or it might be like oh I reached out (laughs) I it's always me reaching out and like they don't ever do it but I still feel bad but it's like well all right if you feel bad just reach out again like (laughs) Mm -hmm. all they can do is not (laughs) I don't know not go back to you or something but like I've still done everything I could have
2: yeah don't play games
1: yeah it's so easy to and like it might not even feel like a game thing it's just like oh it doesn't really matter like they haven't done it either Mm. like It's no big deal. But if you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. So, like, it's, it's like, some part of you that's a big deal. Yeah. That's so That's
0: really cool. There is another thing that came up that I think would be cool to share. I know we don't have, like, a lot of time, but this was, like, really good and I've just remembered it. So there was, like, a he told a story and it was related to someone in the crowd who'd just gone through a breakup and she felt like she had like no worth or value because he'd like broken it off with her and she just like was very depressed and whatever. So he told this story and it was really, really cool. And it was about like this kid who got given, I think it was like, he got given a diamond. Like the dad gave him a diamond and said, go and see how much money you can get for this diamond. Have you heard it, Kim?
2: I keep going. I know what you're going to say. I've heard a very similar story. Yeah.
0: So the kid like goes, like first he goes to like, um, like a porn shop and they say like, oh, they look at the diamond and they're like, oh, we'll give you like $10 for it. And then he like goes to another place and I don't know what it would be like a, a jewelry shop or whatever. They look at it and they're like, oh, we'll give you $200 for it. And then the kid comes back and goes, I got offered $200. And dad's like, go see what else. Like, what other people say takes the gem to like a like a rare gem person that collects like gems and whatever, and he offers him like two hundred thousand dollars. and the kid comes back and he's like, I've got two hundred thousand dollars this time. And then the dad explains that like it's not the object that has like a specific value. It's like depending on who it's presented to, it's going to be a different value for everyone. So, like, if you're in a situation where you're not feeling valued, it doesn't mean that you're not valuable. You're just in the wrong company and people that don't respect you and, like, value you for who you are. And I thought that was, like, a really cool analogy. I probably didn't yeah. tell it very well because <laughs> I'm not very good at telling stories. No, I got the do yeah. <laughs> It's showing, that like, if you don't feel valued, like, just go somewhere else where you are valued. Don't stay in that yeah. and, like, let it get you down.
2: So I thought that was really cool as well.
1: Yeah, I like that. Hmm. Good one. Awesome. Thank you.
2: That's good, because that was also my question. So, thank you.
1: Oh. <laughs> no. um, all
0: right. My question is for Kim. I wanted to know what caught your attention at Disneyland and how might we apply that to
2: our project? <laughs> Let me get my list. No. Um <laughs> Definitely, I was thinking about it because we're in ID mode now at the moment. So you'd done the brainstorming, Hannah, and the workshops, the discovery workshops. So I read that the morning of Disney (laughs) so I could get into the mindset. And then I was like going through the rides and like thinking about it. So one of the things was... I'm just pausing because I'm conscious of how to protect the privacy of the client. One thing that resonated is uh, Mickey Mouse's smile is fucking on point. Like it is the purest, happiest thing ever. So I was like, how can you create a personality? Like that smile is so, is a personality in itself or a brand. How can you create that personality that tells a story without any words so that was intriguing for me. And I know that we've got like this little neon kind of wisp that re- represents a thing. And I was like, how can we give the that wisp of something a personality? Like it's kind of like a character or whatever for people listening. So that was interesting for me. Um, and then there was another thing branching on from that is like the park is most of the stuff is in French, but they do put like some English, like half, half. But there was a point where we were waiting for stuff and it was um, all, like, old Mickey Mouse movies and stuff. And But you could, you could fully know what was going on without any words. Like, it's literally music and, like, little, like... <laughs> like, little noises and stuff. Like, no one's saying anything, but you know if someone's happy or sad. So on mm-hmm. that, I was like, how can you build, like, a silent movie in training? Um, mm-hmm. And also yeah like that lack of community like I'm learning a lot about communication um by being in a place where like I don't speak the language fully because even in the shows and stuff they there'll be two characters on screen and these shows are like where they have like acrobatics and like all the Disney characters and stuff but one character speaks they have the conversation but the way they've structured the conversation is pretty much one person says a sentence in French, the other person responds in English and the conversation happens back and forth like that. But it's like, how can they do that when it's two different languages? And it just shows the power of like association, um, not needing actual words to communicate. And we know that like around the, what is it? Like it's only 7% of what, I'm gonna mix up the figures of that pie chart, but people can go Google it where it's like most of what you say is said through body language, I think, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, I see that coming up a lot here in France. So in my experience, um, because it's not my first language and I'm very poor at <laughs> French. Um, so I thought that was really interesting in how can you tell a story with a personality and but we're using no words at all because i know we've used avatars in the past that give feedback and stuff like that so i'm like how can we do it where it's just movement um a little smirk or whatever that might be so that's one thing that i'm exploring and i think i'm going to do that for the third module that we're working on is pulling in that personality in that little wisp character um, which at the moment is just a line, like it's just been a line that's been placed over images, but I'm thinking about how does the movement come in and all of that. And then the other thing that, what was it? Hmm, let me just figure it out. It's something to do with Pluto. Oh, sorry, building on that, yes, that's right. It's humanizing a, a topic. So we've got like a compliance. I'll just say that for people like compliance, it's it's traditionally not known as a sexy topic, is how people would describe it. How can we humanise that? So I've been looking at that with like Mickey Mouse's smile. How do we humanise this non-sexy topic? And um, hold on, let me process it. Da-da-da-da. I'm looking at my notes as well. (laughs) Hold on. We humanize it without saying the topic at all. It becomes integrated into their lives, integrated into what they know about their life already without ever mentioning, um, like, do this, don't do this. It is this, it's not this. So that traditional kind of training content I'm really trying to think about, how do we pull away from having any content at all, but teaching them about a compliance topic without ever knowing that they're learning about that in the first place by purely humanizing the topic. So that's been a part of it and how that will work is through a scenario, which you've been working on Hannah. And then the scenario, I will look at it through my peer review and try and transfer what I'm thinking into it and, um, and make it work that way. But you've got the mapping and the learning objectives and the like learning content mapped out. And now I'm going to try and humanize it by reverse engineering it. And yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. They're the main, they're probably the more abstract ideas that I'm exploring from other things because there's other things that have come up that we might've done in the past um, in solutions or maybe we've talked about on here before, but I think in terms of, yeah, something that's completely new, there's that. And then it's also backed by, this is not from Disney. Actually, no, that wasn't your question. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I've learned from Disney.
0: Very cool, thank you for sharing. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Studio Insights and we will see you for the next episode.
2: What's up awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you wanna take your skills to the next level or you wanna make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us, basically it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers and what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating the problems you will want to solve but in there as well aren't we cute that's us um but we've got the coaching courses freebies give us gratitude and also we've got some templates and basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at bell vista studio so putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs so there's the human centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff so this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world so go check it out the link is in the description you can check out everything that is available for you thank you for choosing to learn with us continuously invest in your skills you will be rewarded as an instructional designer, share this stuff, share it with other people, because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.